Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I'm very pleased to introduce our guest today. This is Ann Andrews. She is the founder and CEO of Techphonic. And we are very excited to have you here, Anne, and you have offices based in both San Francisco and New York. So I'm very excited to hear about what you're doing. Tell the audience a little bit more about Techphonic and you and whatever else you'd like to share. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Thank you for having me here. Um, As Sean said, I'm Anne Andrews. I'm the founder of Techphonic. Techphonic as a company, we democratize STEM education for children across all social classes, right? So we offer math and coding classes in a very affordable, family-friendly way. Our plans start at like 99 a month, and it's like two classes per week. So it's it's very, very cost-effective. It's a great value proposition for families who are looking for a little bit more support for the children, both in math and coding. Um, you know, as you know, not every school in the U.S. has a solid coding curriculum and technology is the future. So it's important for the children to start early on so that they comfort, get, they become comfortable um, with career options in technology. And that's what I bring to the table. Uh, and also we do it in small groups. You know, I strongly believe that children should learn together just as adults. We achieve more in terms when working together. Why wouldn't children, uh, you know, learn together in small groups, right? It, and it's very, very effective for children on the ADHD spectrum, maybe, right? So it helps mm-hmm. them focus more. The group energy helps them set aside distractions, and you know that uh, it carries them in a space where we also use something called Socratic tutoring, which is we ask by questions and we we give um, experiential or project-based uh, um, situations for them to grasp concepts and learn better. Um, so that's what we do, and parents can subscribe, um, it's 100 a month and uh, very affordable for every family. That's what we do. We are, we, we've been in the market for two years now. We are slowly building ourselves up, you know, growing and uh, learning every day as to how to serve uh, this country and the children better. <clears throat> well, that's kind of the ongoing battle, isn't it? To always find new ways to do things. But I love what yeah. you're doing, Anne, in helping our young people learn more about STEM-related issues. And I love the small group format as well. So thank you for the efforts that you're making. Let's jump to our questions. Our first question, excuse me, share a time. Uh, Pardon me there. Um, And share a time when you had maybe a conflict with a co-founder or a co-worker and how you resolved it. It's so it's very common, right? When whenever humans work together, um, it always happens. Um, so I'm a solo founder. I don't have a co-founder yet. That's not to say that I'm not open to co-founders, right? Uh, I started Techphonic. I started the journey by myself, and I'm growing, and I'm looking for business partners to uh, take up, like, marketing is a function, finance is a function, technology is a function, right? So all of those functions. Uh, I'm looking for the right people with the entrepreneurial spirit who respect equity is, is always out there to kind of come build the startup with me. Uh, but having said that, you know, the journey as a solo founder has been wonderful as well, right? There's pros and cons to both, I would say. Uh, very much like being a solo parent, it comes with absolute freedom, which also comes with absolute responsibility, right? So uh, you have to motivate yourselves to, to build and keep building persistent every day. Um, so that's one thing. And as with everything in life, you know, to be you have to be good with yourselves, to be good with a co-founder or a co-worker, right? So um, with co-founder, co-workers, you know, even with my team members, right, if I have a situation and uh, if I'm not in agreement, right, we, yeah, during the meeting, we might 
disagree, agree to disagree, but then I put myself in their shoes. I kind of sleep on it. I give them some time, right? To it's important to convey that hey, we are not in agreement, and then you know let's 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 take this offline, right? And then I sleep on it, and I I address it after some time, so that each person has had some time to process. And then if you're vulnerable with people and show them hey, here's where I'm coming from. Help me understand your perspective. Let's see how this works it out. It's always about you know, um, having a, a, a mutually respectful con conversation and uh, ironing things out. So uh, I think it, it eventually comes back to me. If I'm fair to others, they're fair to me and we are able to work it out. So I really like that. And I especially liked your comment about uh, when you do have these disagreements and they do come up, as you pointed out, all humans, it's just part of the deal. But I like how you said, put yourself in their shoes and to try and look at it from their perspective. I thought, I think that's a really important part of conflict resolution in any situation is to do your best to look at, look at it from the other person's perspective. So thank you for sharing that. Well, question number two, and I'm sure that you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. What's something that a leader can do to help their people stick around a little bit longer? It's a... Uh... So it's interesting that you said that, right? I've had people stay with me um, for you know long periods. Uh, I have stayed with managers just because, hey, I love working for this person and I want to be there. I I, I kind of like they're vulnerable. They they they're very. Um, I know what they're going through and I want to be there to support uh, support them. When have I felt that way and how do I inspire that in people who are part of my team, right? So that's an everyday journey as in any leadership position. So one is to give them space and freedom, right? You know, it's it's uh, um, to treat them as humans, not just as resources, right? Not just as, hey, how much have you accomplished? Or what's been your productivity this week? It's not just that, I mean, how are they as humans? I sometimes, you know, just give them an impromptu call, each of my team members, right? They one on my time with me, but sometimes I'll just call and, uh, just ask about their well-being, the family, what are they going through, and not bringing up work at all, right? I mean, that's that's a time just to connect as human beings, and that inspires loyalty is what I've, I've found, right? I mean, they, they appreciate that, and to just thank them. There are times when I've just, you know, sent a message at the end of the day, thank you for everything you do, right? And that means quite a lot to a lot of people. And I'm not saying that, I mean, it, it comes out of me as well. Sometimes when people, you know, when I've seen oh my God, how much have this person accomplished in a day? I'm like, thank you for everything you do. You you don't have to, and yet you are. So so just being functioning from a space of gratitude um, goes a long way. Uh, building loyalty takes time. So, you know, I've heard of people, I mean, it's very, people are very happy when they have great managers to look up to and respect, right? Um, there are times in my own journey when I've not been great with myself, when I've been stressed and I would take it out on the team and I've had people walk out on me as well. I face that, right? But I've learned from that and you know what? I really have to be good. So so after that, after uh, and that costs you, right? When one person works out from, from your company, that costs you, takes you time to hire. Hiring is expensive and training and onboarding the next person. You could, it could be the expense of three to four months of growth that that happens. It's very important to be really good with yourself so that you show up every day in front of your team as a you know seasoned, mature leader that they can count on and bank on. Mm. So it's a journey of personal growth and transformation, I would say. <clears throat> Great comments. And I really liked your, your perspective on gratitude and showing them gratitude and helping them to feel that sense of my work is appreciated and valued. And I, I cannot emphasize that enough. That's a great comment. Thank you. 
Well, question number three, give us one tip or idea on how leaders can build resilience in a team. So um, that's the multi-pronged question, right? Resilience is multi, multi-faceted, right? What does that mean? Um, strong teams support each other, right? They're there for each other. They, they have each other's back. They perform function individually. They also, you know, uh, get more done as a group just by being a sounding board, uh, not working in silos, you know, working cohesively as a team. Um, so, so what I, I do, I mean, there are times when I've tried to like very prescriptively, hey, let's do this, 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 this. And then they become order takers, right? Your team is becoming order takers and they're just doing that without, you know, being able to explore their creativity. Um, I think the better aspect is to set a vision, right? Hey, this is this is what we're trying to do this month, right? This is the goal, this is the vision, this is where I want it to be. How you execute is up to you. Come up with a plan and I'm happy to, um, you know, offer you guidance on the plan and my thoughts, but how you execute is up to you. So it, this is easy to say, and I strive every day to be become better and better at this. And, uh, you know, I've had great managers in the early stages of my career uh, um, that I still look up to and connect with. So, um, you know, it's it's giving each other that space, but also if they are off track, letting them know, you know, when you very gently, hey, this may not be the right way to do it. And then give them the space to come up with an alternate solution, right? You can't be solving it all for, for themselves. You can offer suggestions, but ultimately, if something doesn't work, helping them understand why I I think it may not be the right approach and then helping them to come up with, allowing them, giving them the space and freedom to solve it themselves. I really like that. That's uh, you know, giving people that, uh, that creativity, that creative space, if you will, and uh, letting them kind of solve those, those challenges that come up. I, I very much agree with what you just said. I think that's important to give people that opportunity and that will build that resilience within the team. Great comment. Question number four, is there someone that you would like to recognize that's had an influence or a positive impact in your life? Hmm. Well, it's not just one person, right? It's like right. It's a lot of people. It's right. a lot of people. It's just like a tree in the forest where every tree is supported by every other tree and that becomes part of, that's the strength of the forest. So I, I, you know, I think every manager I've worked with, every team member, every subordinate I've had um, has taught me something or the other. It has added to my experience and perspective and, you know, caused any situation I face, I kind of look back on, hey, when have I faced a similar situation? What has been my, um, you know, uh, my, my resolution then and go forward. One person I would uh, uh, particularly remember is a managing director that I, it was not a direct report, but I worked side by side with them. Um, my last corporate stint was at Bank of New York Mellon, you know, um, and uh, he was ex-CIA and he was a rarity on Wall Street. He was not from Wall Street. So it's, it's uh, it doesn't happen very well. I mean, I, I mean, Wall Street is a very small place. Everyone, you know, recruits from each other and uh, uh, it's it's a close spot, but he was from he had relocated from uh, from being in the on the government side to the corporate side, and uh, he I considered him a mentor, and I you know said as much to him. And uh, whenever he I reached out, even to in, oh I'm facing this, and he would be like, and this is not your first rodeo. Um, this is what you should be doing, and this is you know think about it in such way, and this is probably why that person is doing so and so and acting so and so. Think about this, and you'll 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 be just just great, right? So, um, 
yeah i mean if he's listening to this he would know who who he is i wouldn't give up a name but uh, he, this was a managing director at cia with the uh, bny mellon um, and i it's been a lesson for me to be a great mentor to people the kind of mentor that he was uh, to people who are looking looking up to me for guidance and uh, uh, you know be out there and be genuine and authentic that was what he was right i mean he was very open and open book genuine and authentic and inspired everyone around him to be the best and that comes from being true to yourself and being really good with yourself so um i aspire every day to be the kind of mentor and leader that he is so wow that's great i i appreciate you recognizing him and also the i love that uh, that point that you mentioned about a ex CIA not very common on Wall Street. So that, that's that's impressive. So <laughs> thank you. All right, Anna, our, our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. <clears throat> oh wow. Okay. Well, that was a while back. And I, I grew up in India. I, you know, I earned a, a degree in computer science engineering from India. So I started my career with this firm called Cognizant Technology Solutions. You know, it's it's one of the four IT giants of India, you know. Uh, side by side with Infosys and the Wipros, uh, um, it's almost like a leadership factory out there. You know, you're exposed to a lot of aspects of, hey, how do you serve across, right? It's, it's overseas customers, how do you solve? In all aspects of then, then we followed Waterfall as the primary software development methodology requirement, gathering, design, development, testing, and then release management. You kind of like learn the uh, nitty gritties of how to roll out, uh, you know, uh, an entire product right from the get go. Um, and it's been in, in, in less than couple, less than two years. I look from development to testing to release management to documentation. You kind of uh, go through multiple roles, um, and uh, it's it's been a and I've had amazing leaders to work with, and it was a very mature organization which offered training and coaching and all kinds of resources, right? So I look up at Cognizant as the place that nurtured and grew me and I developed grit and fortitude. It was long hours. It was working, you know, onshore and offshore, coordinating across multiple geographies. Your communication skills are put to test and your delivery. When you say that you do something, you do it by the time you promised it because other people are waiting to pick up from where you left off, right? So you develop that and, uh, you know, it's, it's played a huge part in uh, um, and has built who I am today. So, so very grateful for the formative years that I had with Cognizant when it was mostly application and product development, um, service and, uh, you know, client delivery roles across the U.S., mostly in pharma, telecom, finance industries, um, you know, partnering with India, China, Argentina. So I've had the very global experience early on wow. in my career. Yeah. That's impressive. You know, for a first job, that's a, I mean, some great yeah. exposure to to business, entrepreneurship, right. and all of those things. So that's a fantastic first job. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking time and sharing your insights. All those great things. How can people find you? I'm on LinkedIn and Andrews. I'm also pursuing in a, a, a degree in uh, an MBA at NYU now. So if you just look for Anne Andrews, NYU Techphonic, Techphonic is the company that I founded, you'll surely find me. I'm also at techphonic.com And uh, uh, yeah, I'm on social media, all kinds of social media. If you just search by my name, uh, Anne Andrews. Yeah. Very good. All right. Thank you very much. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also encourage you to follow or subscribe to the podcast, whether it's the video version or the audio version. Thank you very much for joining us today. Have a great day.